This is Listen Lakeland, the show that keeps you up to date on all the things that make our city a great place to live, work, and play. Today's host is a veteran of the United States Army and a graduate of Florida Southern College. He's a public servant whose work with the Citrus Connection has seen him involved in projects including the Mayor's Homeless Committee and the reworking of the Lakeland Transit System with Reroute 2020. And in February of 2022, he became one of the newest board members of Lakeland Vision. Please welcome your host, James Phillips. Welcome to the good life. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm James Phillips, and it's great to be hosting this month's episode of Listen Lakeland. This show is an extension of Lakeland Vision. For over two decades, Lakeland Vision has been a voice for the citizens of Lakeland, working with community stakeholders to create a bright future for our city. Today on Listen Lakeland, I'm joined by my special guest, the Executive Director of the Citrus Connection, Tom Phillips, no relation. Tom, I was wondering if we could talk about the future of transit in our city and what's next on the horizon. Yeah, I think that'd be a really good idea. Something I'd be happy to talk about. So one of the things that everyone always asks us is what's going on next with the squeeze? Sure, sure. So um, as you know, the Citrus Connection has been around for 41 uh, years uh, and we've always focused on fixed route service, right? The mm-hmm. large buses that go from point A to point B and pick people up along the way. And then we have the other product line, which is paratransit, the door-to-door service for the elderly and disabled. A lot of listeners here are going to remember it's called the Handy Bus. Mm -hmm. Uh, We wanted to move away from that name, so we went away from the Handy Bus, um, and now it's just paratransit. Uh, And then we have transportation disadvantaged, which is for medical or medical-related appointments only, and that's open to anyone uh, in the listening area who's at or below the poverty line. Uh, But we did recently introduce the squeeze, um, and it's really exciting. So for those of you that don't know that are listening, the squeeze is is a brand new product line for Lakeland. Uh, It services downtown Lakeland on Friday and Saturday nights, and it effectively is an eight-person golf cart, and it's focused on providing uh, economic support to the people who, as we heard in the intro, choose to live, work, and play in Lakeland. So the route starts in the evenings, and it starts, one cart starts at Florida Southern College Mm -hmm. at the Usonian House, Mm -hmm. and the other cart starts at the RP Funding Center Hotels. And these carts run uh, throughout the downtown area and drop off at a bunch of different locations in downtown and then run through the Lake Morton uh, district and as well as uh, the historic district. And effectively, it's a hop on hop off golf cart uh, that people can uh, access downtown and, and really make it their living room. Uh, and so people don't have to drive. So we're, we're very excited about, about the squeeze. Um, we're averaging about 100 to 150 people on a weekend, nice. um, depending on the weather, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the big Achilles heel. Uh, these are golf carts, and it's Florida, right? Yep. So if you're not uh, a Citrus Connection Facebook fan, I, I definitely recommend you join our Facebook page. Uh, as well as our website, because that's where due to inclement weather, we will notify people if the squeeze isn't running. Uh, But the feedback, James, has been really, really exciting. Uh, People really like it. They like not having to get in their cars, uh, and they like being able to utilize the squeeze. And we're also starting to see people hop from one location to the other. So maybe they start their evening at 1961, and then it's over to the joinery for dessert, Oh, nice. And then maybe uh, yeah. catching some music uh, at Revival. Mm-hmm. 
they're able to access downtown without having to to move once or a park once philosophy right i'm going to come downtown park at swan brewing mm -hmm. and then go do all the things that that are acti the activities that are there without having to move my car you ask though what's next what's next is starting with mayfair which many listeners know is called bake at the lake if you've been here in florida in yeah. lakeland and you've done it uh it's it's my, always mother's day weekend it's extremely hot we're going to be running a modified squeeze route uh, during Mayfair so that people are able to experience the squeeze um, and get to Mayfair. Next year, we are going to publish 100% of the events that occur in downtown on the normal schedule as part of the squeeze schedule. So if you think about Buena Market, you think about first, well, first Fridays we already support, um, the food truck rallies, Mm -hmm. um, all of the different events that are downtown, we're going to have those published as part of the squeeze route. So instead of just on Friday and Saturday nights, you're going to see that we're able to help out with a bunch of special events. Someone may ask, well, why aren't you doing that already? We just didn't want to, to do anything in the pilot other than prove to the citizens and the listening audience that it was going to work. And now that it has, we know the number one thing that people are asking for is that we support more of those special events uh, through the squeeze. So that's what we're going to do. So that's that's what's next for the squeeze. And I would say uh, if you're an advertiser out there, probably look for the fact that uh, we're going to be selling advertising on the squeeze very shortly. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting stuff. So when I started at Citrus Connection, I know that one of the philosophies that you instilled into me uh, in teaching me about transit was that transit needs to be fast, frequent, and fun, uh, which I think the squeeze definitely touches all those bases. Uh, what, what do you think would be the next fun aspect that the agency can push into? So we did, before COVID, we had a couple of special events that I think we need to bring back uh, that added fun. Uh, the first was arts and transit. We used to have a very, very robust arts and transit program. We had flash mobs at the terminal. Uh, Derek Fiatcher wrote Tupac's, uh, uh, read Tupac's poetry on the bus oh uh, before he moved on. So that was really neat. Uh, David Collins uh, painted live on the bus. We wow. had violinists. We had a flash mob fashion show. Uh, oh the gosh. Harrison students did that. We've had a lot of exciting things with arts and transit. We painted on a bus that was going to be retired. So I think bringing back arts and transit would be something that we need to do that was a lot of fun. Um, uh, obviously, we continue to have lots of high schoolers ride the bus with our summer program, so mm -hmm. excited about that. And then the downtown circulator. Uh, so we're going to be talking about, uh, I know a little bit later in the show, about a, a new downtown circulator route. So um, trying to make it more fun. We've just started social media with TikTok, mm -hmm. but I do think that now that people are getting out more post-COVID, um, like Pokemon Go, we partnered with Kevin Cook at the city. He was a great partner and they did a whole series on how much fun it could be to ride the bus to catch Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, so I think that we need to probably look at what cultural trends are going on mm -hmm. and figure out how we can link transit into that. Uh, and I definitely think that we need some kind of contest with the squeeze. So, um, so just stay tuned for those things. But yes, you're, you're right, James. It, I'm a firm believer, and it's not just my thing, right? But in the industry, mm -hmm. for people to get out of their cars for a portion of their personal use trips, they want it to be fast, frequent, and fun. And the more you sit down, and I've been doing this now for 20 plus years, the more you sit down with people and talk about why don't you use the bus, 
the more and more they describe what the bus would need to look like for them to use it, they're describing what's in their driveway. Yeah. They're describing their car. And so with a recognition that our budget is $20 million for the entire county mm-hmm. of 2009 square miles, that makes us larger than the state of uh, Rhode Island. And you recognize that the city of Santa Fe spends that amount of money just in the city of Santa Fe, which is almost exactly the size of Lakeland. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot of service area to cover. Okay. So that frequency- Too much bread, not enough peanut butter. Exactly. So that, that frequency part is going to be something that we're challenged with for a long time. So then how do we make it fun, mm-hmm. right? And I think that things like the squeeze, like the new downtown community circulator, and like the peach line, which we'll talk about, those things are starting to introduce fun in a way that's meaningful in people's lives that we haven't seen over the last 41 years. So the downtown circulator, you know, we just started talking about that at the last board meeting. How do you see that helping out the citizens here? Yeah, sure. That's a great question, right? So I think that in order to answer that question fully, we need to look at, at how did we get to a point where we could approve a downtown circulator? Mm-hmm. Like why did, why, how did we get from concept to feeling comfortable pitching this to the community? And the answer to that is the one thing that everybody's talking about, which is the road diet, mm-hmm. right? Uh, what's going on with the road diet? Um, I think we all know it's the most controversial thing happening in Lakeland right now. Uh, The Citrus Connection Board of Directors has not taken a position pro or con, but Mm -hmm. we live in that area, right? We're the second heaviest user of that behind the general public uh, when it comes to that. And so um, what we were able to do is we we lost 14 bus stops Mm -hmm. due to the road diet. So starting at um, the Cobb and Penn going to our Lakeland terminal, we lost seven on each side of the road. So effectively, we had to run express through our most popular service area. So what the heck are you going to do? Um, you can't just tell those people, hey, sorry, you went to work there and now you don't luck. get to work there anymore and yeah. walk, right? That's not going to happen. No. So what we did was we partnered with FDOT and we created a community circulator that we called the Peach Line. And what it does, James, is it effectively goes from Brunel mm-hmm. to the terminal and runs along the, the surface streets around the project area so that people are able to get off the fixed route bus and then get as close in the proximity of the area as possible. Or if you are a senior who's lucky enough to live in one of those beautiful retirement towers or you live in the Dixieland neighborhood, you effectively have a small community shuttle mm-hmm. that's circulating in your area. Why get on the big bus? You can get to Southgate, you can go to Publix, you can go to the uh, post office, Mm-hmm. You can get downtown at the terminal and walk. Um, you can do whatever you need to do. So we're seeing about 1,500 rides a month on the Peach Line. Most of those are seniors who live in the tower who are literally using it just as a community circulator. So based on that success of the road diet, Peach Line, which was forced upon us, that was forced, cre- yeah. <laughs> nothing better than forced, forced create- innovation, forced, forced creativity yeah. and innovation. Uh, we then said, okay, that works for this. Let's try the squeeze, which was something we had on our plates for a long time. Mm-hmm. The squeeze is another downtown circulator, right? It's just done with a different product, which is trendy golf carts right. that people like. So then when we were redesigning the system, it's all right, with our urban density, with everything that's going on with Mirrorton, everything that's going on with Summit coming in, mm-hmm. all of the growth in downtown, the things that the, the, um, CRA is the amazing things that Elise and his team are doing with the CRA, bringing density into downtown. Uh, we recognize that we probably are ready for a 
downtown circulator, like like something that just stays and operates within downtown. Mm-hmm. What that effectively does then is it creates an ex- the same experience of the squeeze and the peach line for the entire downtown community where they don't have to transfer to a different bus to access downtown. Mm-hmm. But then for every other transit user, instead of having to tra- transit or I'm sorry, transfer within that community circulator and, and have to maybe get two or three buses to get from that, you can now just get on one and every other bus will run express through the area. If you think about Michigan Avenue in Chicago, which is where I'm from, right? Right. There's not every bus gets you to Michigan Avenue. You get to Michigan Avenue and then you've got your effectively your community circulator that, mm-hmm. that is Michigan Avenue. That's what this is going to do as well. So it's going to be a real game changer for downtown. If you live in the core downtown area and you're one of the 700 people that works at Summit, and I think we all know that the majority of those are transfer jobs. So their Summit's already here in Lakeland. So these people, most of them already live here. If they're lucky enough to live in the circulator area, they probably don't have to drive to work. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, I know we've got parking issues downtown, but right. they, they're not going to have to drive to work. Uh, if, the, if they work or live at Muirton and they work somewhere in the downtown area, they're probably not going to have to drive either. Now, that doesn't mean that what I'm advocating <laughs> is that we're Chicago, New York, and L.A., right? And after being in Lakeland for 10 years, I think that one of the things I've realized is good quality public transportation in Lakeland for the majority of people is going to mean just using your car less. Mm-hmm just using your car less well and i think with gas prices the way they are right now a lot of people are looking to use their car less right right so if you think about new york chicago la san francisco right Mm -hmm. why the heck would you want to own a car traffic's a nightmare right it's it's a mess and if you don't have to have a car payment and insurance payments and gas then then you don't do it but that's those cities Mm -hmm. good quality transit and things like these circulators mean you're just taking your car out of the garage 20 30 40 percent less that's a huge cost savings your car's going to have a higher resale value your insurance rates are going to go down because you're driving less so it's a win-win for everybody now 87 percent of the people who use our service right now do not have access to a personal use vehicle so for them we are new york chicago and la Mm -hmm. we just don't have that frequency but for the majority of the people who are listening to this what we're trying to do for you is just have you take your car out of the driveway less and save you those dollars. And things like the downtown community circulator are going to do that. So you talked about borrowing uh, two con- concepts from your time in Chicago and Pace and you know uh, the Wrigleyville Express. And uh, Do you have any other tricks up your sleeve that you're waiting to, to throw down on the table with us? Well, I think that, um, so we had the My Ride, My Roads referendum. Mm-hmm in 2014 um one of the worst days of my life <laughs> november 4th 2014 uh we lost 70 30 at the ballot box however i can tell you almost every presentation i've given since then everyone asks couldn't you have done the airport service to tampa in orlando right yeah people still really really want that so we've got um bright line coming mm-hmm through the area uh these are the opinions of tom phillips not the citrus connection of course i don't think lakeland's going to be getting a stop in phase one no um i think the dot on the map is realistic i think that we will get a stop but i think it's going to be at least five to ten years after 
bright line start service between Tampa and Orlando. Again, those are my professional, I'm sorry, those are my personal opinions as a transit professional. So what do we do in the meantime? I think that if we could figure out a way to carve out enough dollars to do express buses from Lakeland to the James Haley VA Mm -hmm. and the Tampa International Airport on the even hours, so two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 24 Mm -hmm. hours a day. And then from Winter Haven Terminal, leave and go to the uh, VA hospital in Tampa. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, in in uh, Orlando. Orlando, yeah. And then head to the Orlando airport on the odd hours, right? Um, so that you could catch a plane. I think that would be extremely popular. Now, why stop at the VAs? Because we have 60,000 veterans in Polk County. Um, so stopping at the VAs, I think, is extremely important so people would have access to that health care. Um, but going to the airports is absolutely necessity. So if you look at some of the most popular services in the, in the PACE network, outside of things like the Wrigleyville Express, which for those of you that don't know, the Cubs play at Wrigleyville, and they're the darling baseball team of the majority of the suburbs, not the south side suburbs, but mm-hmm. the majority of the north side. So what PACE does is they run the Wrigleyville Express, which is a variety of buses from the suburbs of Chicago to Wrigleyville on game day. You don't have to have a ticket, but who the heck else is going to use it uh, to get downtown? Um, So I think if we could run airport express services and figure out how to do that, um, I think that it does a couple of things. Number one, who likes picking up their friends and family at the airport? I've got an exchange student right now. I can't stand it, right? It's And I love my family and friends, and I tolerate the exchange student. Um, but she'll be in Spain by the time this airs. Um, no, I love you, Claudia. Um, but uh, it's it's really, it's, it's rough, right? It's rough to sit in that traffic, and then you're in the cell phone lot, and then there's delays. So, um, so I think that would help the citizens of Polk County so that they wouldn't have to go to the airport or pay for airport parking. Then... Number two is back to Brightline. If we're able to get these services up and running in the next year or so, uh, or two years, and we're able to give that data to Brightline and show here's the number of trips we're doing to the Tampa and Orlando International Airport mm-hmm. on, a, on a weekly, monthly basis, yeah. um, I think that's going to prove for us to get a stop quicker. Sure. I also think that it will help uh, the Lakeland Linder Regional Airport secure not just one but multiple airlines interest because if we can show that people are willing to get on express buses to the tampa and orlando international airport and sit in the hellacious traffic that is i-4 now mm-hmm. they're not having to drive right. so they're on a wi-fi air-conditioned bus um, but they're making the choice to get on a bus so they don't have to pay for parking mm-hmm. and we're able to hand all that data over to brightline i think brightline says oh my god like there's an economic case for us to start the Lakeland service five, 10 years quicker, even if it's two or three years quicker, we all win. Um, so I think sharing that data will get us a stop quicker. I also think it will show that if those people are willing to do that to Orlando and Tampa International Airport, it makes the case for commercial air in Lakeland Linder much, much stronger. Because let's not forget, for anybody listening, and it's always amazing to me after 10 years, the Lakeland Linder Regional Airport is the closest geographic airport uh, that can handle large air uh, to Disney. Mm-hmm. We're closer than, than MCO. So 
if if you're talking about having to transfer planes, this is the closest, quickest way for families to get to Disney. I think the first major airline carrier that recognizes that, like really embraces that. Yeah, it might be a little more expensive to fly into Lakeland, but I'm not going to have a rental car hassle and I don't have to go through the hell that is MCO or roll the dice on Tampa. Mm-hmm. I'll pay a few extra bucks to fly into Lakeland. Sure. And yeah. I think transit can help with that. Absolutely. That's awesome. So we always talk about, you know, you know, 10 years down the road, 10 years for this. Um, the average project time for the intermodal center is going to be about 10 years. Well, what do you think with the institution of these routes, with Brightline coming in, with the intermodal center uh, on, on the, the table, what do you think Lakeland's going to look like in 10 years? So um, assuming that we don't have a Brightline stop in 10 years, mm-hmm. which I think is about right, that we probably still won't have a stop. Maybe the stop's under construction. Um, traffic's going to be horrible. It's going to be yeah. <laughs> absolutely miserable. Um, and that's the, the issue that we have to deal with uh, if we don't want to increase the investment in roads and transit. Mm-hmm. Commissioner George Lindsay, who um, serves on my board, but even if he didn't, uh, I think he's just a titan of a county commissioner. He's finishing up his his 16 years, which is the, the constitutional max that he can serve. Uh, commissioner Lindsay says all, all the time that traffic's never going to be better than it is today. Mm-hmm. And I'm not advocating for an increase in, in uh, sales tax or property taxes, but it's, it is worth noting uh, that we can do the peach lines, right? We can do the downtown circulators. We can do... Um, the squeeze within the budget, but those are very small, as we talked about today, geographic circulators that service a very specific segment of the population. That's no different than spending 40 or $60 million widening four miles of Hardin Boulevard or widening eight miles of a road somewhere in South Lakeland or 14 miles of road somewhere else in the county. Right, yeah. it's going to help those people in that area that use those roads. That's the struggle we're going to have over the next ten years, while we're experiencing massive, massive yeah. population growth. Right, um, we have what fifty people a day moving to Polk County right now. Forty-seven, I believe, is the number that the CFDC gave us. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're talking about fifty people a day a right day. now, a yeah. day moving to Polk County. Um, that's taxing the schools, that's taxing the roads, that's taxing the transit. And the tax base just isn't big enough to keep up with that. Mm -hmm. So it's not doom and gloom, but I do think that the dominant conversation over the next 10 years in all of Polk County is going to be traffic, traffic, traffic. Um, once we get a bright line stop, uh, regional connectivity will be vastly improved, right? Because all we have to do is get to the darn station yeah. and we can be in Tampa or Orlando and connect to transit or people will come here in Lakeland and they mm-hmm. can connect with the Citrus Connection. So regionally we'll be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but locally, it's going to look a lot like a metropolitan sprawl traffic situation um, because the amount of funding that we have to manage that is already insufficient yeah agreed so so we obviously we don't want to end this 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 show with with 
the doom, the doom and gloom uh, that, that we were just talking about. So, so how would someone combat against uh, what? What can your average citizen in Lakeland do to help champion this cause? Sure. So, uh, great question, right? Um, so, I think the first thing that people can do is look at how are they maximizing their current trips within the household, right? So can you combine a trip to the grocery store with a trip to the nail salon with a trip to whatever? Don't, don't even look at transit, right? But how often are you leaving your house to do things and can you condense those trips, right? Um, if you're traveling regionally or you work at a large employer, um, Publix, Geico, uh, Amazon, right? A lot of those organizations have FDOT supported or their own ride share programs. So can you ride share with someone else? Um, I did Vanpool for years when I was in the suburbs and worked at Pace Suburban Bus. So I didn't just work at Pace, but I was also a Vanpool participant. And it's amazing that first couple of weeks when you're in a Vanpool, it, it seems like it's this big issue to, to not have a car. But then you realize like all I was doing was going out to lunch anyways. Uh, and so I don't have access to my car for lunch or whatever. But if there's an emergency, what do you do? Guess what? Most van pools and ride shares have that emergency covered for you. So you can take the van if your kid falls down the stairs or whatever it is. That's awesome. So I think that there's those things. From a transit perspective, try the squeeze. Start there. Yeah. It's easy. I understand the big bus can be daunting. And, you know, how am I going to do it? What's the fare? Uh, what do I do once I get off the bus? But you know what? Most of our listeners have been to downtown Lakeland. So try transit. Park at, park downtown. Uh, if you're going to the joinery, park at the RP Funding Center and try taking the squeeze to the joinery. Just see what that feels like, right? You're, you're not driving less, but just see what utilizing public transit feels like, right? Meet our drivers. Mm -hmm. See how relaxing it is. If you're with your spouse, your significant other, all of a sudden that time is, is fun, right? Our, our drivers of our fixed route buses are the same people, right? They're entertaining. They're, they're, they're taking the, the work of driving and the stress of driving off for you. Um, if you live in the Peach Line area, if you live in the road diet area, try the Peach Line. Um, it's, it's a good service. Uh, and for the rest of the people, I'd say, you know, just give transit a try. See if you can ride it. Set a goal. See if you can ride it three times a year, five times a year, once a year. Um, just try it so that you can expose yourself to it. Take your kids with you. Uh, take your significant other with you. Uh, because exposing people to that, you know, trying new things, getting from zero to one is incrementally harder than getting from one to two. So just give it a try. Uh, as Steve Scruggs says, our drivers are the concierges of Lakeland. Um, they're all fantastic people. They're used to seeing first-time riders. They're going to help you through it. They're going to make sure that you don't get stranded. If you miss your stop, they're going to tell you exactly what to do. Um, so just try it. Um, and, and I guarantee you that once you try it, you'll recognize that you can get a portion of your trips through transit. And if we can do that, then we can have an impact mm -hmm. on the roadways, right? We can offset all of the growth that's occurring by people utilizing transit for just a portion of their trips. And for people who are really apprehensive to learning the system, how, how does it work with our travel trainers? Sure. So we have travel trainers. Uh, you can call 855-POLK-BUS, 855-POLK-BUS, or you can go to ridecitrus.com and our travel trainers will uh, help you. They will effectively go on there on a first ride with you, answer any questions that you have and tell you how to use the system. I can tell you that children over the age of eight in the city of Lakeland can ride without an accompanying adult in 
a lot of listeners are going to go, oh, what? No. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? They've been doing it for 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> because it's easy enough that a child can do it and children do it every single day. Especially they, with summer safety and, coming up. And they up. do it safely. Yeah. Thank you, James. Level two FBI background checks, random drug and alcohol tests. We are the safest mode of transit in Polk County. That's awesome. Yeah. It's fun. We've got really good people. Part of the reason that Citrus Connection is, is such a special place uh, is because we're able to recruit and retain people who choose to live and work here in Polk County. Um, and that's just the attitude that Polk County people have. So you're, you're, you're getting services from people who have chosen to live here, work here, and are public servants. That makes them pretty special people. And that retention is just going to be just all the more easier with the recent uh, increases that we put through the board yes, last week. Yes. So if you want to be a bus driver, uh, starting pay is going to be $18 an hour uh, starting October 1st. So apply at www.ridecitrus.com. And you can put your references, Tom Phillips <laughs> and James Phillips, but put no relation. No relation. <laughs> thank you, James. This has been a lot of fun. It's, thank you again for, for taking the time to be out here. Uh, this was absolutely wonderful conversation, just talking with you and, and learning your perspective on where things are going to go. Uh, and thank you to our listeners for tuning in to Listen Lakeland. Your feedback is valued, and we encourage you to head over to www.lakelandvision.org to participate in our monthly survey related to today's show's topic. Listen Lakeland is brought to you as a collaborative project between Lakeland Vision, the City of Lakeland, and Hall Communications, a community working together to provide an exceptional quality of life. Thank you for being with us.